0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. <laughs> All right, hour number two on a Thursday. If you are a Longhorn football fan, or for that matter, an A&M fan, Alabama fan, anybody who starts on September 2nd, you're 100 days away from your first game. Uh, We will definitely get into some of that. And the excitement I know you're feeling, if you're a Texas baseball fan, you are not feeling that excitement right now, because your team just had to eat the wrong kind of barbecue. Six and six to nothing today, six to three yesterday. The two Kansas teams get them and send Texas home from Arlington. Not their favorite place, as we pointed out last hour. We'll get into some other football stuff here as well, plus we will start the hour with some Surgery discussions around sports. A couple of medical updates. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. We should mention normally we talk to Jeff Howe at this time, our guy from not only Light the Tower, but of course horns247.com. Jeff is in Arlington covering that game and getting, you know, dealing with all the post-game stuff and talking to players and coaches before they get out of Arlington and before Jeff gets out of Arlington. So we will wish him safe travels and uh, hopefully talk to him next weak, but Longhorns headed towards a regional. A lot of other things could fall apart around the country for other teams, but going into today, the thought was Texas was going to need a couple wins, get themselves towards the top half of this tournament to lock in a regional site. By the end of that game, if you heard Craig and Roger, the projections were showing Texas as a two-seed, going somewhere. One of the projections I heard them talk about was West going to um, Stanford maybe a little Palo Alto region for Texas. So we'll be on the lookout for that. You can't guarantee, certainly, uh, there's no super regional for Texas in terms of a top eight seed. Now the question is, do they get one of those bottom eight seeds to get a regional host? So we've uh, hit that today. If you want to jump in, Specs text line 337-3776. Let us know what you think of the Eastern Conference Finals. Will Boston keep it alive tonight, or will Miami finish the series? Gabe Vincent is out with that ankle injury uh, of tonight's game. Also, if you are a Dallas Stars fan, can they stay alive tonight? 7 o'clock ESPN, they're trying to just get a game as Vegas is trying to sweep them. If you didn't miss the update, Jamie Ben is out for two games. Two-game suspension for what he did in Game 3.
0: come on, man. That's hockey. Let him drive that stick into somebody's chest or throw whatever he did. It's
1: a rough one, man. One of my buddies as a Stars fan tried to give me the argument that the guy might have reached up and grabbed the stick and kind of directed it towards that spot. But I watched the replay today. The problem Ben had there is that the guy lost his stick. If the guy had, had his stick and he can kind of block back, that's one thing. But I think he was just reaching up to try to get put anything he could in, in front of that stick – and the thing ended up on the side of his head. Yeah. <laughs> so my buddy tells me, he's like, oh, man, Ben will pin guys like that. My buddy's been watching hockey for a long time yeah. when, he, when he was out at the Texas Stars. And he is kind of known. I mean, he's known as a rough player. He'll get after you. This is playoff hockey. But, dude, he cross-checked him in the face with oh, him laying on the oh, ice. That's a. weak,
0: man. Laying on the ice. That's weak, man. Gordon Bay somewhere
1: saying that's weak. Man. That's, yeah, that, that's. that's soft. Well, they better figure something out tonight. They don't have Ben for the next two games, and they don't even get two games if they can't figure it out tonight. Vegas and Dallas, 7 o'clock ESPN. A couple of uh, medical notes here, Zay. The update on LeBron James I think is interesting that you just mentioned. Story coming out now about what LeBron has been dealing with in these playoffs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, according to Shams, LeBron James has been playing with a torn tendon in his foot for the entire playoffs. Wow. Wow.
1: Now the haters will hear that one way, and the lovers will hear it the other. Yeah, of but course. what a tough dude! Say say what you said right after you read me that, because I think that might be my first take on it. What the torn tendon? The fact that the dude just laid a forty oh, ten yeah. and nine.
0: Yeah, forty ten and nine torn tendon
1: at thirty eight years old. Yes. See, that's where I get a Kobe feeling coming from him. LeBron at times reminds me of all these different greats throughout the years. That feels like Kobe to me. You're hurt. You're not telling anybody. You're grinding through it. You're just you're not making it an excuse. But after a playoff series is done, then the people around might leak out about you know what he's dealing with. What? Why is he limping? Well, he's because like what? He's been dealing with that the whole time. Yeah, everybody and just then it gets thought out. it was the age.
0: Right during the regular season, remember he was third team all NBA, so he was averaging 29, 8, and 7, like he normally does. And looked great. And then he had that one game against Dallas where he landed on his foot. And they thought the Lakers season was over because they had about 15 games left. And they played 10 without him. And Anthony Davis did really well during that stretch. And then LeBron came back. And even though he was still really good and better than 75 probably 80% of the league, just what you saw in that Denver series you you could tell there was just he didn't have that same mm, he wasn't dunking very much he was losing the ball on dunks he was missing easy layups that you would see and that's because he didn't have that same bounce. So, Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the playoff time. Everybody's beat up. You could probably say that about. Every team that gets eliminated, somebody had something going wrong with them. But for him at age 38, yeah, hella impressive. That's
1: incredible. Incredible stuff. So that story is coming out today. Also, this little note out of the NFL I thought was interesting. It's coming out now that Jimmy Garoppolo had foot surgery in March. And Josh McDaniels won't say much about it, but the Raiders think he might not be back till the end of training camp. Just pointing it out. Who's there? Who they draft? Did they draft a QB? Um, I don't know if they drafted one, okay. but the backup here on this depth chart is Brian Hoyer. Yikes. They got tons of old Patriots guys, yeah. including Tom Brady <laughs> as a <laughs> minority owner. That's what
0: I'm saying. Tom might actually have to be more on hand than we thought. So Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, we know he's injury prone. The Vegas Raiders, they knew that when they signed him. They we'll see did. see what happens.
1: Yeah, and you were absolutely right. They drafted Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Okay. Fourth round. Fourth okay. round they drafted. He wasn't bad. Yeah. He yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. All right, so keep those two stories in mind. We're going to talk some more NFL coming up here. Um, so, Zay, can you explain to us old folk what this chat GPT thing is? This is the – Yeah,
0: it's like the artificial intelligence
1: stuff. Okay, so this is you can type something in and it's going to create things for you.
0: Yeah, basically like Google with like sentences and statistics and smarter Google.
1: And how this is how people think John Morant got one of his apologies. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, John Morant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people think
0: John Morant typed in the computer, how do you apologize to the people after you've already messed up? And yeah. it spit out what we saw with John Morant, which whatever he has going on, it's really sad. I hope he gets help. But yeah, this chat... You know, Chat GPT stuff. This artificial intelligence, all this stuff is a new rage, and it's fun that it's getting in the sports now.
1: Okay, so how? Tell me how this links up to to the, to the NFL.
0: Okay, so there's been multiple lists that Chat GPT has thrown out there from top players of all time, defensive players of all time, different positions, etc. But they get really specific too. We got a most overrated players list since twenty. 20- Fifteen. Wow,
1: that is specific.
0: Yeah. Now, I guess that's going to be based on hype coming uh-huh. out of college, and
1: I don't know what else could it be based on. I mean, that's really you know, it. The, the the hype, the hype plus high school and college problems. Plus, if you're putting it into an AI thing like this, are they able? Then is the algorithm or whatever able to grab actual stats? And yeah. look at what they've actually done in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing kind of all those things. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I'm guessing they're going to go back. Most overrated players since 2015, you're going all the way back to guys' high school days. So guys that were probably five stars, getting to college, had great careers there, were drafted really high, and were supposed to do really well, mm-hmm. but maybe haven't lived up to what they were supposed to do coming into the draft.
1: Okay. So th- right. what jumped out to you? Well, this guy started number 10. Okay. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley?
0: Overrated player? Right. I mean, he retired early. He just retired. You remember? He didn't get that and, ring, did he? He never got that yeah, he didn't ring, didn't get no. the ring. Okay. No, Jared Goff. Yeah. I can he see
1: was... that because, and also injuries factor in here. Absolutely. With a guy like Gurley. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess I could see that.
0: So, coming out of Georgia, he was big time, probably the number one running back in his draft class. He was a really good player coming out of high school, too. And then, yeah, he retired early, so I get it. Um, number nine, this is what jumped out at me. Okay. Josh Allen. Oh, I don't get this one. Interesting. I think he's overachieved back into the top 10 there. Yeah. Based on you come from Wyoming, you're not supposed to make it. You're not supposed to be a franchise quarterback. You're not supposed to be a perennial pro bowler and multiple all pro guy. That's, top five in the league. He was not – if he was that five-star guy, why the hell did he go to Wyoming?
1: Well, they drafted him high, right? I guess well, that's that, what it that is. That might be it. Right? That has to be it. He got drafted – where was it? He got drafted first round, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seventh pick of the draft. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, I – I, I don't feel that from him either. I feel like he's. I feel like he's played pretty well. He's been really good. He's the franchise guy. He's had him on playoff runs. I know they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl yet, but – I mean, I, th- I think he's been pretty damn good. Don't let Stefan Diggs having the bitch fit fool you guys <laughs> on the sideline. That's,
0: I think that has people fooled and how he acted last year. And people forget, like, a lot happened last season that didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. Damar Hamlin, their safeties getting hurt, yeah. their corners, Tredavious White, he was injured. Like, a lot of stuff happened that if it didn't, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they were getting creamed by the Bengals before Damar Hamlin what that happened and then they got creamed by the Bengals in the playoffs but the the, the season changed it changed when DeMar Hamlin collapsed
1: yeah it, i don't it did yeah i don't understand i wouldn't put him on that list yeah
0: so that's that's odd. a little
1: premature i think right
0: number 8 amari okay. cooper hmm that's interesting i don't get this one either oh yeah overrated overrated.
1: Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't th- but that yeah. I mean,
0: obviously Jerry Jones thinks so the way that he just got rid of him for basically nothing.
1: Yeah, and there I mean at, at times, you know, you had there were there were consistency issues where there'd be some ups and downs with Amari and you'd have certain games where it felt he felt like a legit one and then there were certain games where it would kind of go away. So I sort of get it, but I'll also blame some of that Cowboys offense.
0: Oh, definitely a Cowboys offense. Yeah. When he was in Oakland, he was putting up numbers yeah. and his career was going up. I thought he had a solid season last year. I, I did with, you know, Jacoby Brissett, and then you go into uh, Deshaun Watson. I thought he was all right. I just, thinking about him being overrated, he had a ton of hype coming out of Bama. They were winning national championships. He's yeah. probably a five star too because it's Bama. That's all they get. So. He's not the one that I guess he was expected to be coming out of Bama now, but he's still a really good player that's been to the Pro Bowl multiple times. Ah, Interesting, too. All right, here, this is when it starts getting good. All right. Number seven makes a lot of sense, Melvin Gordon.
1: Melvin Gordon, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yep. Just a
0: fumbling junkie.
1: Like, <laughs> yes. Good
0: grief. Those Denver days, rough. And he had a lot of hype coming out of Wisconsin. I think you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, seven, you'll appreciate number six, Jameis Winston. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick.
1: He should be starting right now. Yes, Still. the fact that it just yeah, it just it didn't didn't work out that thirty that thirty and thirty year yeah, thirty for thirty. The, the old, ain't talking about ESPN either. The thirty for thirty, you don't <laughs> want. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I totally understand that one.
0: Uh, this one I don't agree with, but I could see it. All right. Number five, Odell Beckham
1: Jr. Overrated. Overrated.
0: Hmm. just right. the
1: injuries, man. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like Gurley, sort of sort of like that discussion where there is injuries involved. But But
0: coming out of Louisiana State, like he was good, but he was never. You know, he never got those, okay, this guy's going to come in the league and be a legitimate one. Like, he shocked everybody Right, his rookie season. Like, if you go back to his LSU tape, he's doing some pretty unbelievable stuff, like the one-hand catches on punt returns and kickoff returns well, and yeah. just being Odell Beckham and then him missing a couple of games. I want to say he missed four games his rookie year and still went over a 1,000 yards by a long shot and was easily rookie of the year, but injuries, I guess. I don't know with this one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because Les Miles and Cam Cameron I believe was that offensive coordinator. They did their best to make sure he was not overrated coming into the or He was not highly rated coming into the NFL. Because people forgot they had those receivers when they watched that LSU team. Because they just ran the ball, grinded it out, and they had him and Landry at the same time. Yeah, And didn't really use them. So, that is a bit of a weird one, but I guess I can understand how he would maybe end up on a list like that. I wouldn't put him there, but I guess I get it. I wouldn't either. Probably
0: just the hype that it became. But yeah, those that, Giants days were really good before he started. You know, the engagements and stuff, all that.
1: I think crap, that's it too. On the sideline, you, line, you ended the you know net and stuff. You ended up with a little more crazy than you ended up with good football. Yeah, that probably is what it is. Yeah. So I guess I get it. All right. Well, yeah. number four, Cowboys fans, do you agree, Ezekiel Elliott? Oh wow, fourth most. Overrated player in the NFL since 2015, Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There was a point of time where Zeke was the top running back in the league.
1: Yeah, there was. I I guess again, it's like I I guess I understand it. It's all about how you how you thought of them at one point, the product, the productivity they gave you at some at another part of it, and then the decline. And how far the decline has gone. Ezekiel Elliott's not on a team right now. So, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of all the hype, winning the national championship, drafted number four, Jerry paying them all that money. So if you look at Chad GPI is going to the money that he gets and living up to that. He mm-hmm. has not lived up to yeah. his paycheck
1: yeah that's fair he didn't live at up. All. he did not live up to the big deal right so Which i, I guess
0: fault he shouldn't have been paid that to begin with right it's not his fault at all but you're right he ain't on no team right now so
1: yeah
0: uh, yeah I, but he gonna be i think the cowboys might pick him up yeah, <laughs>
1: they, yeah they, might. they might pick him you up never know You'll never know all right top three top three mitchell trubisky number three <laughs> Yeah, that's fair because he's like the third guy on a team right now, and he was picked that high. Yes, that makes sense.
0: When was he drafted? And all the guys that were drafted after him have done really well. Um, so that's that. I know that hurts for him going number two, Chicago. That that definitely hurts them. All the guys that God, are it, doing so much better than them. Was it really number
1: two? Yeah, yeah it, it was, was number two. God, that's the 2017 draft, by the way. Mm. Yeah, 2017 draft for Trubisky. Yep, totally understand that one. All right, who else? Number two. Here you go, Chad. Yep. Winner for that Hmm. Well,
0: yeah. people I, have said he's one of the greatest. High school running backs in the history of the game.
1: Yeah, I guess I could see it. Obviously, with Tom coming to Tampa, he did eventually end up with a Super Bowl. But I could see that. I guess I could see how, based on based on everything that had built up, like you said, the high school and college and how everything's set up, I could see how somebody would say he didn't didn't come through like you thought he would in the pros.
0: Yeah, man, I remember Leonard Fournette being talked about coming out of high school and his size and his speed and like going over like. Wow, probably like 3,000 yards would seem mm-hmm. like rushing in his high school Not career, like senior year. That's basically what he was doing. And going to Louisiana State, he did that there too. But he got drafted so high and it didn't work out with the Jags. And, you know, you give Brady that credit for those rings. Nobody really thinks about Leonard right. for that. Nah, Everybody right. just thinks about Brady and then they think about, those three big time wide receivers they had with Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Then it's hell. Even people and think Gronk. of and Gronk. Yes, and Gronk. exactly. Yeah. So, nobody thinks of Leonard Fournette, even though he was a big part of those teams. Oh yeah. So yeah. um, yeah. He
1: number I'm, two makes sense. I'm a little surprised it's that high. I get I get that he's on the list. The fact that he's all the way at number two is crazy. All yeah. right. So then who's number one? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, that kind of makes sense too. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, been on the move a little bit. You knew a lot of be a lot of quarterbacks on a list like that because sometimes it's just hard to live up to all of it. Yo,
0: I remember the game where the Horns went down to the Coliseum to play USC, and it was Sam Ellinger freshman year versus Sam Darnold and all the hype that he was getting. The Horns, they held their own. They really did. Like Sam didn't do anything spectacular, but it was just all about, you know – how strong his arm was and the way that he was able to move. And then he got drafted by the Jets. Clearly it didn't work out there. He just was with the Panthers, was decent, but it didn't work out there. And you don't even know if he's going to be the starter for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. He might be the third string. Yeah. like He could easily be the third string if Trey Lance comes back healthy and ready to go. Because we know what Kyle Shanahan thinks about him. He started them last year, and they were going to go through all the bumps and bruises with that loaded roster. They were willing to say, you know what, Trey Lance, we're going to live with you and see what happens. So – Clearly, that's going to change what the quarterback room looks like this year with Brock Purdy, you know, coming back from that elbow injury. But yeah, man, Sam Darnold being number one, I got no problem with that.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. That's definitely got to keep an eye on, though. That quarterback room is pretty wild, depending on how everybody comes back from injuries and what it looks like. And we obviously know they've been banged up. That offense will bang you up. As a quarterback, it will rip you apart. Uh, We've watched it happen, so Sam Darnold may need to get ready. There's an interesting chat, GPT, and the overrated list in the NFL since 2015. We will get to that kickoff fair catch stuff. Andy Reid, one of the people that's not a fan of the new kickoff fair catch rule. Also up next, we'll hit the Flex segment. Wednesday night Flex show you might have missed last night and where to find it. Plus that 7-on-7 coming Saturday morning over at Westwood. We'll tell you the teams that are going to be there on the horn. Chad and Zay. Ah, yes, indeed. Thursday. Hope you're having a good one. Maybe this will get you in a better mood. Maybe when you hear poison, you get in a worse mood. If you're a Texas baseball fan, I don't know if this helps. For me, they usually made me feel good. May not make you feel good. Poison and, what is this, talk dirty to me? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. What a classic. What a classic, Poison. You know what? Poison is like the musical version of Fast and Furious. They're not trying to do anything other than what they're trying to do. (laughs) If you need an Oscar-level movie, don't go watch it. Don't go watch it. If you need the greatest rock band ever, don't go see Poison. That's not the point. But if you just want a good old party and hair metal band that loves to be out there, go see Poison. Yo, I saw
0: Ludacris on Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes' podcast, yes. Up in Smoke, and he was like, stop effing asking me why we keep making these movies. Let me tell y'all, if you put $200 million in a movie and get back 3000000000 billion, right. you're going to qu- keep doing these damn movies. Exactly. And I'm like, good point. Dude. Good point. Because people like you, Chad Hastings. Keep paying for I'm them. there. Luda, I'm with you.
1: Twice. You're going to see it twice. I'm going to see it twice in the theater. It's true. I will go do it. I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, I thought Tej and Roman did a great job in this movie. I love them. I love them. I'm, I do. I admit it. Yo, was Idris
0: Elba a villain in one of the movies or am Id- I tripping?
1: Idris Elba was a villain in the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Which and that was, doesn't count.
0: Those don't count. That That's... doesn't
1: technically count as a Fast and Furious movie, unless I guess it's sort that of. That is spinoff, though. Yeah, okay. and that movie was horrible. <laughs> like even for me, it was horrible. It was so bad. My th- my girls love that movie. They'll tell you they they didn't love it. They liked it because of the good looking men in it. Oh yeah. That's the only thing that can
0: carry Either you. Silva and the Rock running around. Yeah, yeah
1: I get it. Yeah, the Rock and Jason Statham and Jason. Yeah, I mean, there's things in that movie. Yeah, there's dudes in that movie that will bring you through. But man, there's not. There was not enough for me. Wow, that's a bad movie. Fast Ten though, I loved it. All right, uh, so Poison and UFO getting us started today musically. Let's get you a, a flex segment here. We may work in a little NFL as well. Alright, uh, last night was the Wednesday night Flex show, and shout out to a young man named Marcus Taylor who joined the guys. He was at Hayes in high school, uh, and he's recently transferred to Mary Harden Baylor, so he's going to be there in the fall. He tweeted out, uh, thanks to Nolan and Cameron and the crew for having me on. Uh said, had a blast sharing my experiences and talking about mental health. Grateful for the opportunity. I enjoyed seeing that, Zay, because back in the day high school kids and early you know, kids transitioning into college, college football players, they weren't saying those two words together, mental health, and now it's a discussion that can be had. So uh good for that young man to be able to talk about something like that. Hopefully, it inspires other people around him.
0: Yeah, and he's obviously well beyond his years. I mean, that's a very mature thing to come on air and say, especially at that age. And you're right, Chad. Like. Back in our day, if you talked about mental health, you were considered soft. Yep. Just straight up, you're soft. Oh, you don't want to play. You're not giving what it takes. You know, nobody knows what others are going through behind the scenes, and especially with what we've heard about Lance Blanks and just things like that. Like, mental health is so important, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to joke about. We just saw what John Morant just did that caused an uproar, and it should. I don't know if John Morant was looking at that type of situation like that, but it came out in a very negative way that you do not play in these situations the way that he did. I know he's not playing, but... It's just those type of things that make you think about mental health and where people are. Again, which you never know. And yeah, I think it was very important for him to come on and say that, and I marvel him for doing that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the jaw thing was kind of crazy because when you, t- for anybody to to send out on social media, love your mom, love your pops, you the greatest baby girl, love you, bye. No. If that's what you send out, you need to know how that could be interpreted so they literally did a well check a welfare check on john morant they said a, a, that they found him he was fine and he then said it, it was eventually deleted and he said no i'm just taking a break from social media that was his way of well okay but there's a way to type yeah, that. you got to
0: word that differently you you could go on twitter or you can do one of those notes on your phone, like in the notes section where you can write out a paragraph and then post it as a picture on Twitter so you could say what you want to yeah. say. because I know Twitter gives you like a word limit. And say I'm gonna chill out for a while. I'm gonna cool out. I'm not gonna be on social media. That's right. But if yeah. you, if people who are close to me, they could contact my people, they know me, but I'm gonna chill out because when I get on social media. There's always problems.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad somebody did reach out. That's another part of the whole mental health thing, just to check. It's much better to check than find out something's, uh, you know, something's really awful. So again, uh, shout out to that young man for having the discussion, and uh, and the world of sports having it more than than it has in the past. Uh, also, we've mentioned this week that seven on seven going on over at Westwood this week, Saturday morning. You're getting six different pools of four teams. I think my math tells me that's 24 teams. So listen up for your school if you want to head out there, starts at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Westwood, Chaparral, Pflugerville, and Lake Travis are in a pool together. Rouse, Austin High, McNeil, and Leander are in Pool B. Cedar Ridge, Lockhart, Eastview, and Weiss are in a group together. Georgetown, Vista Ridge, Hendrickson, and Dripping Springs are paired up. Round Rock, Anderson, Manor, and Westlake. And then the final is Bowie, Copper's Cove, Hutto, and Stony Point. So you're in groups of four, you play three games in the, uh, in the morning, and then those pool winners advance through uh, till you get two ultimate winners. Uh, the teams that end up playing in the ultimate, I guess, championship game there, if you will, will both qualify for the College Station State 7-on-7. Seven seven. San Marcos and Lake Travis already qualified. So if Lake Travis advances through and wins this one, wins the whole thing, then they'll have two other teams that get through. You can advance as far as you want, but you can't qualify twice. Uh, okay. So then you don't take anybody's spot. They will have two teams advance. All right. So Woo. that is happening this Saturday, if you want to check it out. Uh also on the football side, uh, Zay, you told me today. I had I, I should have expected this. I kind of like this. In fact, but we got some old heads in football that don't like the kickoff fair catch deal, including Big Red. Oh, yeah, of course. Andy Reid doesn't like it. Who else did you tell me? The Kelsey brothers don't like it? The Kelsey brothers, they don't like it. What the heck do a tight end and an offensive lineman care about the kickoff rules? I don't
0: know. Andy Reid said, my thing is, where does it stop? You don't want to take too many pieces away or you'll be playing flag football. Yeah. Travis Kelsey said, I think this is absolutely stupid. I don't think it's making the game safer. I think it's making the game boring.
1: Ooh, there you go.
0: Big brother Jason said, We're just getting closer and closer to getting rid of special teams.
1: Oh, man. I wanted one of them to say, put a skirt on them. Talk (laughs) about it. I wanted to put a dress on them. Put some heels on them. Put some heels on them. (laughs) Put the dress on them. I think in college, I don't think it's had a bad effect in college football. I think they'll like it more than they think. I don't think they'll notice it as much as they think. I mean, if they really wanted to look at, you know, a couple, there's a couple different ways you could do, you know, kickoffs if you really wanted to. How
0: many kickers could kick that, though? like consistently to where they get that bounce and guys are jumping for it and then there's a collision. And what's the percentage that the kickoff team recovers it on those onside kicks and stuff? Like what is – like I don't really understand where these guys are, like, coming from right. with this, but you this know? isn't
1: Yeah, but this rule isn't about an onside kick. This is just – this is the fair catch deal. Yeah. Right? What they're saying is if we have a guy that can pop up to the eight – you shouldn't be able to fair catch it at the 8 and get 17 free yards. That's what the Kelseys and Reed are saying. It's part of football, man. You can't, uh, no. you can't take the yards. To me, though, I think it's a way to, again, a lot of advantages to the offense, and all those guys need to know that. That's what's ironic. Those are all offensive guys, Andy Reed and the Kelsey brothers. Y'all are getting helped anyway. Shut up. Stop. Who cares? Now, I like that they're saying it because I need both sides say, I want the football guys to be tough. And I want the people that are trying to protect them to try to protect them. Like back in the day when they took my man Jason Witten's helmet. I need Jason Witten to yell and scream and be a tough guy and say, give me my helmet. And I need the dudes on the sideline to say, no, you don't get the helmet 82 because you got your bell rung. Sit down. I need both of those things at the same time. So here, I need them to try to protect players and I need the old heads to say, I think we're getting closer to flag football. I need all of that. Yeah, Bill Belichick, I
0: could see him bitching about this because he's one to, he loves kicking the ball before a touchback so guys have to run it out and stopping them before they get to the 20. He was all about that his whole career. So I could see him being really
1: upset about this. But you're right, these offensive guys, it's weird. See, that's what they need. What they need to think about is that XFL kickoff where you have to kick it in that certain box because if you miss, If the XFL kicker kicked it into the end zone, or if he got it short of the 20, the ball was taken to – you got the ball on the plus 45. (laughs) (laughs) Did you realize that? Plus 45. You get it 15 yards from where they kicked it. Oh, Dwayne. Dude, I'm telling you. And in the championship game, they had a penalty on a kickoff – or excuse me, a penalty on a touchdown – They moved the kicker back to the 15s, eh? And then he missed the kick. Oh, he smoked it. The Renegades got it on the plus 30 (laughs) to start a drive. Even I thought that was extreme. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's a little, that's punitive right there. So. Andy Reid, there are different ways to do it. I don't know if you want to go that far, but that kickoff rule is in place for this year. No matter where the ball is fielded uh, on a fair catch, if you fair catch it on the kickoff, you get it at the 25. And I think that's also the same for if you just catch it in the end zone regular. Ball ends up in the end zone. It's coming to the 25 as well. All right, uh, speaking of the NFL, by the way, we are only 105 days away from that first Thursday night game. 108 days from now is the NFL's first Sunday Sunday. And Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, Bama fans, whoever you love, if you're playing September 2nd, you're 100 days away from your first game. We'll get into that more also at 2.05. It is an album movie swap discussion. I have listened to Illmatic by Nas, and Zay has watched The Last Boy Scout. We will give you our reviews coming up. Where are We At In Society is coming up next with Zay, so you do not want to go anywhere. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, God, I love that little drum part. In case you didn't know, the song was going to be fast. Just this. I believe, Zay, this is Anthrax. There we go. Yes.
0: See, I'm learning. One of the big four. One of the big four. One Very big good. Four.
1: Ain't gonna live my life this way. This is Cotton Condemnash. The there it is. Yeah, Anthrax is the of the big four. You've got Slayer that really pushes towards the satanic thing, right? You've got Metallica that was the most popular of the four, and they were straight up thrash. You've now heard right. an entire album of that Metallica. Megadeth had an original member of Metallica in it. They're kind of in that vein, too. Anthrax, they're the one that pushes out towards a little rap at times, a little more of a funky vibe at times. They probably play around more. They probably have the most humor of the big four. Okay. That's the way I would sort of label Anthrax. One of their big songs is called... I'm the man, and it's basically like a weird little metal rap song, and it became this thing they would do in the middle of a show, and the crowd's yelling the stuff back to them. And I've told you, they were big public enemy guys. Okay. They covered um, um, Bring the Noise. Mm -hmm. The two went out on tour together. So Anthrax was very different. Dope. Yeah, yeah. They're a whole other brand, man. They're very cool. Dig Anthrax. Caught in a mosh from Anthrax. And then there was Poison earlier. Two very different bands that have probably never toured together. And then UFO to start us off today. Uh, We came on a little bit late because of Texas baseball. Texas did not... Look well, look well, look good at all in the Big 12 tournament. They lose 6-3 yesterday, forced them into a 9 a.m. game, and they never woke up. Six, nothing. Kansas State got them today, so they'll wait for their regional uh, designation uh, after the weekend is over. Coming up at 2.05, our album movie swap discussion, Nas and Illmatic, the last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. That's coming up, but right now, where are we at in society? Zay's going to tell us. Here we go.
0: Where are we at in
1: society today? All right, Zay, we've had a really uh, good week so far because in my d- DMs on Twitter, there are pictures of sexy curvy women and all oh, kinds. Oh yeah, of yeah, stuff. yeah, what, yeah. What, I'm
0: gonna send you some stuff. What
1: do you got today?
0: So, nothing to send you via Twitter. Okay. But something that might come out very soon. All right. That will hit sports documentaries around the world by storm. And that's the 2008 Florida Gators story on Netflix.
1: Really?
0: That is right. Oh, my God. How many fans are going to hate that?
1: Uh And how many are going to love it? I can't wait. (laughs) The
0: team that had their coach as Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow at quarterback, racist as Riley Cooper, Aaron Hernandez, Percy Harvin. Oh, man. Joe Hayden was on that team. Cam Newton. That team was loaded. Wait, he wait, was wait.
1: Loaded. Was Cam still
0: around? I don't know if he was still around. For 08. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe but he was a part of that like crew. Oh, he might have been though.
1: I, I think he was the backup on one of those teams. Cuz wait a minute. I don't know if it was 08 or not or uh 09. You may be right because 2010 is when he wins the title at Auburn and between he did the blend title. Yep, it was 08. He was on you're that right.
0: team. He was on that team. Oh
1: my god, please tell me there's some crazy footage of like yep. Cam-, Cam Newton hanging in the locker room. Yep,
0: he was number 13. That's, yeah, Newton sophomore.
1: Dude, that's awesome.
0: What's great is if you type in the 2008 roster and you go to Aaron Hernandez, there's no picture.
1: Is that right? Well they have
0: a picture on. Why oh, can't we see him? Wonder why. Yeah, hmm, that's unfortunate.
1: The orange suit made him wash out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's the year of the speech, right? The Tebow speech? When yeah. they lose to old Miss, I think it was. I think so. He gives the speech yeah, yeah. in the black never, shirt. He's yeah, crying. you'll never see anybody work as hard. God bless. And for I know it's it's hard for some people that don't like Tebow, but for folks around here, it was cool to see Oklahoma lose a title game, right? That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's I'll a, take that. There's a couple teams you guys have to thank for Oklahoma only having the one with Bob Stoops. There's that USC team, and the Florida team is one of them. That's a good game too. That was a close game. Remember, he's got to give a speech at the halftime of that one too. Remember that speech? No. They get to the halftime, and he gives them the basically varsity blues. He gives them the 24 – no, what is it? Sorry, 30 more – I'm going basketball with – 30 minutes for the rest of our lives, he basically gives them that speech. See, when
0: we came, when they came out with this quarterback list of the top quarterbacks since 2000, yeah. motivation should have been put in there because Baker wasn't getting people hyped like that. No. Tim Tebow, the way that he made you feel – which a lot of people hated him for it, but for that team, come on. Nobody had that. No. Nobody had the leadership of Tim Tebow out of all those quarterbacks that were on that list, maybe V.Y., and V.Y. did it differently. Mm-hmm. But with all the accomplishments and trophies that he won, it's still weird that he was number four. That's still very odd to me, and I know I'm a huge Texas fan, and having to OU guy as number one, that hurts in itself. But being objectively – You know, non-biased. Come on, Tim Tebow, Baker Mayfield. It's easy.
1: I just think the uniqueness of his career dictates he needs to be higher. Just the just lay it all out in front of you. Just say it all out loud to yourself. I don't think there's anybody else that needed to be on top of that list. It has to be the walk-on thing.
0: Like that's I guess I I didn't really think about that before when we were talking about a couple of days ago. It has to be the walk-on thing and how he overcame that I would to be, be a Heisman Trophy winner at one of the blue blood schools in America and
1: Oklahoma. I would switch. I would have switched Tebow and Baker, one and four. I would have made Tebow one and then... You could pretty much do Vince Cam however you want. Yeah, because in both you've got if you want to give Cam that edge we talked about the other day because he did get the Heisman along with the title. We all know Vince probably should have got the Heisman. A lot of folks would have you know would have voted for him and did vote for him. But so maybe you maybe you do that. You go Cam two and Vince three. But I'd switch Tebow and Baker. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. But that's cool. So do we? We don't have a release date yet for the documentary? Supposed to be in twenty twenty three. Okay, no release date. Oh, they're gonna do it sometime during the season, aren't they? Maybe I, I would do that. Give me an October release, something like that. Come on now, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm gonna watch that thing guaranteed. He's magic. He's a magical dude. I know a lot of people hate him. They just hate him to hate him. I get it. This, but if oh my god, he's he was fantastic to watch.
0: How good was Percy Harvin?
1: He was like, incredible.
0: I. Percy Harvin did things on that field, the speed. He just couldn't stay healthy. Even when he got to the Vikings, he was changing games. And you remember what he did in the Super Bowl for the Seahawks? He was hurt like the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he came around in the playoffs, and then they throw him in there. And what does he have a kick return? I or a punt return? Think I don't remember. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But it was something special. Like Percy Harvin. Oh,
1: he's so freaky.
0: Yo. What- he- and I, I remember him not even playing in one of the, like the big-time games at the end. I don't know if it was uh, SEC Championship or yeah, National Championship, but there was a game he didn't play in, and they still handled their business because – yeah, we just named a lot of guys on that roster. Even racist ass Riley Cooper was nice. Oh, that
1: was a hell of a hell of a group, man. Hell of a group, and it came with all kinds of stuff. Are they going to cover all thirty-one arrests, or how are they going to deal with that part? <laughs> Did they cover that part? I don't know. They got to talk about it. All right, just for all, the, all you Tebow haters out there and Florida haters, I had to throw that one in. All right, two o'clock hour coming up. The album movie swap discussion. We'll get into that. Texas loses in baseball today and awaits the regional uh, situation. Plus. Tonight in the NBA, Miami and Boston. Heat trying to close out the series, but they'll have to do it without a guy who's really given them a lot in these playoffs. We'll get you that update if you missed it. Plus, why today matters? By the time I get there, I might be able to say out loud what happened in music yesterday that crushed my soul. She's not with us anymore. Maybe I can get it out later. Good Lord. This is the Horn.